Welcome to the A-Game Podcast. Shout out to Macklemore and Skylar Gray for that beautiful piece of music. But we are starting big week of sports. We are recapping everything. I'm your host, Dan O'Neill. This is the A-Game Podcast. I want to thank you guys first for all the love and support across my platforms. Instagram, we're hopefully launching on TikTok and YouTube in the coming days. But as I said before, a lot to talk about today. I want to shout out my boy Keeve for some sound bites I'm going to be using later on. But I can't wait to get this thing rolling. We are going to start in Europe. And we're going to start with football. We're going to start with Lionel Messi having to leave FC Barcelona after a long tenured career. Accolades galore establishing himself as the greatest soccer player of all time and now his next chapter has started with PSG a super team with PSG now I don't follow football too often but I do know when I see a super team and I do know Lionel Messi's impact this team immediately becomes favorites for the Champions League and it's not really close But I also see it as a Brooklyn Nets team who potentially may lack chemistry because of all the new people that come in. As I said before, I'm not a big football person, but I'm going to continue to watch as much as possible so I can give you guys the necessary entertainment because I know a lot of you guys like that. So that was requested from Jackson Dragonette. I know Chelsea also added a new player. Don't know the name of him off the top of my head, but I'm going to continue to watch football. I'm going to give you guys all the updates. So thank you, Jackson, for that question. We are going to move on right now. It is NBA offseason. Shout out to Alex Keeve, as I said before, for that soundbite, Mike Breen. But we are getting right in to the NBA. Summer League just started up. The rookies are blossoming down there in Vegas. And Jalen Green put on a show yesterday, scoring over 20 points. His friend Josh Christopher also combined for 10+. plus. It was just a phenomenal performance. Those Rockets rookies can really, really ball. They're intriguing. They're definitely intriguing. Do I think they're going to be contending for any real playoff spot this year? No. I don't think they have the depth. i little bit shaky on Steven Silas as a head coach because he hasn't proven to be that guy yet. I think the Rockets could have stuck with D'Antoni and maybe just got rid of Harden and they would have been fine. But their initial idea was to keep Harden and that never worked out. But they did get Jalen Green a phenomenal score. Cade Cunningham also played pretty well. Everybody is overreacting. Everybody in the NBA world is calling Cade overrated now, saying Jalen Green's better. Let's let's slow down a little bit. It's summer league. These games don't count. It's the first game. I could see where you'd say Jalen Green is better, but I think Cade's a better defender. I think he's a better rebounder, a better floor general. I think he's just a, a lot better of a pick. I think Jalen Green's a pure score he reminds me of a more lanky colin sexton with good bounce just like a pure scorer who can jump really freaking high 
A lot of player comps you can do, but I would say Colin Sexton, who can jump like Russell Westbrook. That's what my comp would be. Two players combined. But let's not overreact. I was telling my buddies, my bold prediction for this year is that the Detroit Pistons will make the play-in tournament. Now, many people call me crazy. They're saying the Detroit Pistons are going to be a 15 seed, a 14 seed. No. No, Cade's going to win Rookie of the Year. He's going to lead this team to the play-in. Do I think they could easily get bounced in the play-in? Absolutely. But they will get there. They've got a lot of good young players. Luca Garza, he's been showing out. He cut down at least 25 pounds. I saw him last night. He looks a lot healthier. Cade's going to be doing his thing. They still have the lawn right. They've got some guys. And I just see some excitement there. That could propel them to making the play-in. Will they? Yes. So you can disagree with me. I could see where people would say no. I really could. But I'm going to go bold here. Bold prediction. The Detroit Pistons make the play-in tournament in the 2021-2022 season. More NBA news, free agency capping off, and a lot of guys are signing extensions. Shea, Shea, Shea shines. Shea signs an extension with the Thunder worth about 180 mil. Luca just signed an extension. We have Trey Young who signed an extension. All these rookies are signing extensions. And I just know it's continuing to be a gut punch for the Sacramento Kings. They didn't draft Luka or Trey Young, and they're just getting gut-punched. Yes, they have De'Aaron Fox, but Luka is a generational talent. Trey Young, generational talent. These guys can ball. And they instead took Marvin Bagley, and he hasn't been good. He's been a role player at best. It doesn't help that his coach is Luke Walden, who's really, really bad. But they still are getting gut-punched every day as these guys keep signing deals. Steph Curry earlier this week signed one of the biggest NBA contracts I've ever seen worth every penny he changed the game greatest shooter ever yada 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 the list goes on generational talent top 15 player of all time arguably i could see where you would say no but he's definitely up there moving on we have a lot more to get to but i just want to say that that summer league yesterday was super entertaining this offseason super entertaining i like the little bit of moves that people are doing The Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, Alonzo Ball. The Hornets, really good draft. LiAngelo Ball went off in the summer league yesterday. They have a bright future. Kai Jones, the whole shebang. So the NBA is going to be competitive for a really, really freaking long time. Really good. I don't really know. There could easily be a team that just falls off, loses a couple games against bad teams, and they're out of the playoffs like that. That is how good this league is this year. There is not a consensus number one in the in the conference, not a consensus number five in the conference. They are going to have to fight every single night. There's not going to be much load management this year if you want to get a good seed. You're going to have to play every night and play hard because this league is just elevating every single season. Every single team is getting a lot and a lot better. We are going to go straight into the NFL now. Sorry if I'm a little shaky today, a little bit out of it, but we are totally good to go. The NFL, lot to get to. Jackson Dragonette, my good friend, also asked this question. He asked, give me NFL predictions. 
Give me division winners. Give me predictions for records. So I'm going to give you predictions right here. For the NFC West, I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. But for the NFC West, I have the San Francisco 49ers winning the division. I have the Rams being one game out and getting a wild card spot. Now, people continue to underrate the Niners, and I'm not saying this is a biased take. They were a Super Bowl contender, should have won the Super Bowl if they didn't discombobulate, just a year before the last when they had all the injuries. So they're a good team. They're bringing a lot of their guys back. If Nick Bosa comes back healthily, if Jimmy G just plays decent, they'll be fine. Oh, and by the way, you got a rookie quarterback named Trey Lance, who's as versatile as they come, who could run play after play. Come on. This team's going to be freaking good. They're my pick for the Super Bowl in the NFC. I see the NFC Championship being Niners, Buccaneers. I see the AFC Championship being Chiefs and Bills again. I see it being the same exact Chiefs-Bills over there in the AFC. It's going to be really interesting. I see the Patriots getting a wild card spot as well. I see the Bills winning that division. I see the Jags overperforming slightly. I see them winning five games whereas they're projected to win about three i think trevor lawrence is going to have a good season i don't think he's going to win rookie of the year but i want to highlight rashad bateman who's my favorite receiver in this draft i explained on my instagram that rashad bateman has the opportunity to be a wide receiver one the day he comes into training camp the opportunity marquise hollywood brown not great not great. Lamar hasn't had a good dude to throw to his whole career except Mark Andrews' tight end. So if Rashad Bateman comes in, he's going to get a lot and a lot of targets. I think he's a sleeper for fantasy. I think he's a sleeper for anything. He's going to come in. He's going to get his targets. He is my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. So that is my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. For MVP, I'm conflicted. For MVP, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. I know it's a really, really generic pick, but I just see him dominating both sides of the ball. I see the Chiefs making the Super Bowl again, and I see them playing the Niners again, just as a repeat of the year before. So this division is going to be insane. Every single division is going to be insane. The NFC West is going to be insane. The AFC West is going to be insane. It just goes to show you in every single sport, the competition continues to freaking rise. And it's, it's super exciting. I love it. I don't know if any of you guys participate in fantasy football, but I'm going to go over just just a couple, a couple like really sleeper picks. First of all, don't pick a quarterback in the first couple rounds. That's just dumb as heck. Pick one later. If Especially if you're in a PPR league, go with a receiver, go with a running back. Your first six, like five or six rounds, then get a quarterback. You're still going to get a good quarterback late because quarterbacks, they produce. You don't need the Patrick Mahomes or the Russell Wilson, the Josh Allen. You don't need that. And I've fallen for that bluster many times. But just play smart. Get your wide receivers. Get your running backs. I think Alvin Kamara is getting a little underrated this year for fantasy. I know it's because his quarterback situation is up there, but I think he's going to be freaking insane again. Derrick Henry is going to be insane again. CMC coming off some injuries last year will be really, really good. So it's going to be extremely intriguing to see where that goes. So. To reiterate, Niners, Chiefs are my Super Bowl prediction, just like a couple years back. But I see the Rams there right there with both of them. The Seahawks are there. The those are those are my main. And then for the AFC, the Bills are right there, the Dolphins are right there, and the Patriots are right there. Those are my three 
that I think are going to be the biggest threat. I think the Browns are going to come out, and they're going to be really, really good. I see them winning that division, and I see the Ravens potentially getting the second wild card with the Patriots. So it would be a Patriots-Ravens wild card with the Bills, Browns, Chiefs winning the division. That's what I'm going to go. Sorry, I'm stuttering a little bit, but I'm just thinking it through as I talk. Who do I think is going to make it that far? So that's all I got for the NFL today. Training camps, as I said, have been open. It's really nice to see the guys flourishing. Nice to see the guys getting loose and and throwing the ball around a little bit. We're going to move on to the MLB. That's Dwayne Kuyper's famous home run call. My boy Keeve put that together for me as well to use. Shout out to him. But we're going to get into the MLB. A lot went on this week. The Giants and the Brewers, the two best teams in the National League, just squared off. The Giants take two out of three against that powerhouse pitching staff. It's exciting. It's exciting for Giants fans like me to see this team continue. But I'm not going to be biased because there's a lot of other good teams in the National League. The Reds are starting to heat up. Castellanos and Winker continue to mash baseballs. Joey Votto just came off a seven-game home run streak, I believe. He's crushing. He's in his mid-30s, but he still rakes baseballs for a living. I really like what the Dodgers are doing. They added Scherzer and Turner. They're going to be good. They're going to be contending for that NL pennant. But the Mets, the typical Mets, they fell off. No DeGrom injuries, no Lindor. They signed Mr. Strikeout Machine himself, Javier Baez, who in my opinion is the most overrated baseball player in the game. And I hate hating. I'm always going to say it. I hate hating on players, but Javier Baez is not that dude. He really isn't. In the last four years, I bet his WRC plus is way down. His slugging percentage is probably still there, but his on-base percentage plus slugging, his on-base percentage, they're all very, very low because he strikes out a lot and he doesn't walk a lot. He's basically home runner strikeout, but not that many home runs. You can get away with that when you have guys like Aaron Judge, Trey Mancini, Mitch Haniger. They hit bombs. They don't walk too much, but they, they still hit bombs. Javi needs to get those walks up a lot more. So that's an issue I have with the Mets. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I feel bad for Mets fans. They were in first. They were my pick to win the division a couple weeks ago. I knew the Braves were going to be creeping. They're creeping. But the fight and fills continue to fight. The fight and fills are playing better than almost everybody. And now they go and take on the Dodgers starting Tuesday. So that's going to be really interesting. If I were to make picks, I'd say the Dodgers win the series, but... It's going to be really, really close. I don't know who the Dodgers and the Phillies have on the bump. That's definitely going to matter. But as I said before, really disappointed with the Mets did. I think they could have added Chris Bryant instead. The Giants added him. They instead add Javier Baez to team him up with Lindor, his best bud. But also look yourself in the mirror and realize Javi's not that dude anymore. He isn't that dude. So whatever you got to do to get someone in there who can produce and walk and get on base... You better do that because this team is going to go down a hill quick, especially with DeGrom on the shelf. The Padres are starting to play good baseball. Going through this really quickly so I can get to everything. The Cubs continue to struggle, but they don't have anybody. Their best player is Ortega at the moment and Patrick Wisdom. So that's an issue for sure. 
You have the Marlins, who uh, shaky. The A's, I love what Starling Marte's done as they brought him in. The White Sox continue to dominate weak pitching. The Astros are playing really good. So much talent. Now, if I were to make a World Series prediction, I would continue to say that it's going to be White Sox Giants. And I said that two months ago. I'm going to continue to say it. And I'm going to say it and say it and say it the rest of the year. That's who it's going to be, in my opinion. Those two teams. They have the offense, they get on base a lot, they pitch a lot, and they play defense. Those four things. On base a lot, pitch a lot, play defense, get on base. I know I said get on base twice because it's that important. It really is. If you can get on base, that equates to runs. And runs equates to wins. That's why the Giants have 71 wins. That's why the White Sox have 65 plus. It's because of that. So, White Sox, Giants is my prediction at the moment. I will let you know when that changes, but as of now, I'm keeping it the same. As far as the MVP goes in both the in both the American League and National League, for the NL right now, I have Bryce Harper. I had Tatis. He's been on the shelf for a little too long this year for me to give it to him. And Bryce Harper is batting over 300. He's slugging 800. He's doing all the little things. The fills are in first. It's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful sight. Personally, I don't like Bryce Harper that much. I never have, but I admire talent. Now, Bryce Harper was called overrated by so many people that he became underrated. You see this happen with a lot, a lot of players where you just continue to hype them up or hate on them. And then they do the exact opposite. We continue to hype up Bryce Harper and then he just became underrated because we took advantage and we hated on him for just performing. He was overrated, called overrated by so many. Oh, Bryce Harper sucks, but he just continued to perform. He's a superstar for a reason. He's getting paid $300 million for a reason. He is insane at baseball. So really, really nice to see the Phillies succeeding. If they win that division, they will probably play the Brewers. And then the Giants will probably play the winner of the Dodgers and Padres or Reds. That's what it's looking like. For the American League, it's looking like the Astros win the AL West. The AL Central is the White Sox division. But the AL East is where everything goes down. The AL East is up for grabs. Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, and then the Orioles. But they're irrelevant. (laughs) No, but four teams competing for two spots. A division win and a wild card. Now, Aiden, you're asking, Aiden, who are the two teams that are going to come out of there? Now, if I were to give you two teams, I'm going to stick with the basic and the most basic answer possible. Red Sox and the Rays. Now, I know the Yankees are heating up. The Blue Jays are electric. They're my favorite team to watch besides the Giants. The Blue Jays are so fun. Springer, Vladdy, Griel, Bichette, Biggio, everybody. What a great team to watch. But I think the Rays have better pitching. Even though Glassdown's out for the year, I think the I think the Rays hold the wild card spot, and I think the Red Sox win the division. That would be my two picks. I know it seems, I know the teams are creeping up, but I just see them, see them just playing better in the long run. The Yankees are electric with Gallo and Rizzo. Rizzo's coming and he's played out of his mind. He's played like the old Anthony Rizzo we've seen. But if I were to give you two teams, 
I'm going to say Red Sox and Rays still. I want to say the Yankees and Blue Jays, but I think the Blue Jays still have time. I don't think they're going to get there this year, but I think they could get the wild card. I also think the Yankees could get the wild card. It is going to be insane. So right now I see the wild card in the AL being the Rays and the A's. And I see the division winner being the Red Sox. So that's what I have for the prediction. I could easily see two AL East teams making the wild card and the A's getting bumped, but especially with Loriano just now getting suspended for 80 games, so that's going to be tough. Losing outfield bat and great defender. We'll see what happens with the A's. I think they still hold on. That's why they got Marte, so they're going to be fine there. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, the White Sox win the AL Central, and we just go on from there. So I'm going to stick with the Giants and White Sox for the MLB. But we've got one more thing to cover. Oh, you bet I didn't forget about the Olympics. The 2022 Olympics. The best event every four years. Track, swimming, everything you can imagine. It's beautiful. It truly is. USA just edged out China for most golds. They beat almost every country by 30 medals total. And it was just a joy to watch. In my opinion, we really dominated swimming in particular. Track and field, Jamaica did super well. Super well. We also won men's basketball. I posted that on my Instagram. That's awesome. That's four years running. Or four years. Four Olympics running, which would be 16 years. And it's awesome. It's awesome to see us continue to dominate. I also liked how we did in other things besides running, like other track and field. We did really well with that. Uh, water polo, I believe we did good in. Um, all that type of stuff. So I was really proud of the way USA played. But I, we really need darts, darts in the Olympics. It is gonna. It would be so fun to watch that crowd cheering on their country. The World Cup of darts is amazing. And if darts... If darts can't be in it, then ping pong shouldn't be in it. Let's be real. I mean, I like watching ping pong, but darts is really cool to watch too. So let's get darts in there. Let's get everything in there. Why not? We're celebrating our worldly sports that everybody loves. So why don't we include everything? That is my take. But to sum it all up, loved the Olympics, loved every bit of it. Our gymnastics team is outstanding. Our swimming team is outstanding. Our coaches are outstanding. Really proud of the home of the brave, the United States of America. That's all I got for you today. Thank you guys for listening. I am Aiden O'Neill. This is the A-Game Podcast. I believe it's episode number four. Hope you guys enjoyed and have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next Sunday. Peace.